Hello, and welcome to the Clockwork Game Design Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Bergun. Today, we are talking with Brett Lowy, who you have certainly heard uh, from several times before on this show. Um, and also, Brett is a accomplished game designer. Uh, uh, his company, Brain Good Games, has created numerous uh, really cool single-player strategy games, uh, such as Militia, and uh, Minos Tigos, and my favorite um, so far is uh, Solar Settlers. Um, I recommend you check out his games if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, uh, Brett and I have also worked together on a bunch of different things, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, announce something that he and I are working on now um, pretty soon. But uh, the thing that we're talking about today, we Brett had a bunch of ideas uh, that he wanted to talk about with regards to skill compensation and randomness in games and like why do we care about randomness. Um, sort of old conversations in some ways, but I think that Brett comes at it with a, a pretty new, fresh perspective, which I found really interesting and helpful. Um, something I should mention is uh, recently I've been getting into a little bit of Magic the Gathering. So my history with Magic, I guess this is a good time to talk about that, is um, back in the 90s when it came out, I remember people playing it. Uh, you know, I was in high school or something like that, maybe, I guess would have been a little earlier than that, but maybe middle school. And I remember kids playing it. And, you know, I, I grew up not playing card games or board games really at all or D&D or anything like that. Um, I was entirely a digital gamer until, honestly, I was like 20-something, 25, or I forget exactly when, but um, it was a while. So, um, you know, I I originally was just like not terribly curious, but I did eventually start playing it a little bit. And I was, I remember even back then being like, this is is just really unfair. Like someone's going to just have a better deck than me and they're going to win because they have just better cards. Like, how is that cool? And it's just, I don't know, it's weird to me that, like, why did I care about that and other people didn't? Um, And I still struggle with that, you know. Um, So anyways, uh, you know, over the years I played, I played dozens and dozens of CCGs. Um, I rammed my face against Hearthstone numerous times. I uh, tried uh, also, I kind of liked some versions of Gwent, the card game, as it was being developed. Um, But... um, Recently, I went back and I, I, I decided, like, I think it's time for me to play, to really dive into Magic the Gathering. So I um, I got Magic the Gathering Arena and I've been playing, I played through the uh, tutorial missions, which actually, the tutorial missions I, I quite enjoyed. I thought they were like uh, pretty, they're called like color challenges, I think. And I was like, they're not terribly hard. One of them I got stuck on for a little bit, um, but they're pretty easy and um, they were pretty fun. And one of the cool things about them is that they're not like, you don't have that weird uh, thing where you may just not have the tools to win this mission. Um, and so that was pretty enjoyable. Um, and then I started playing some ranked games and immediately it was like horrible, like just really awful. Um, just a terrible experience. I can't imagine how other people come into this and enjoy it. So, you know, uh, the, the constructed format, I should specify. Um, yeah, so, so... Um, I also, though, um, got some magic cards. Actually, I just ordered a big uh, case of like a thousand random, uh, you know, common cards or whatever. And uh, I'm excited to just like play that with my girlfriend. And I think that's that's a way in which magic can maybe kind of work is if you have a fixed amount of cards 
um, you know, like in your house and you're like, we're just not getting any more cards. Like this is what we have and we're playing with this and we're going to mess around with it and try different decks and experiment with that. Um, I think that that is a context in which I can kind of understand. And that's sort of like the context that, you know, magic started out in when kids had very limited amount of money to get new packs. And, um, and so, so that, that made more sense. There was more of a scarcity that, that, that made more sense, uh, bring it to the digital realm. It's just, it's just bizarre. It's just a very strange thing. And then, then again, though, we play all these, um, you know, I've been playing all these different, um, like kind of gotcha mobile games and it's the same it's the same problem that happens there you have this like play to win kind of situation pay to win i should say uh situation and uh, i don't know it's like I, I i often do feel like am i the only person who this who bothers this bothers them uh i do sometimes see people complaining about such a thing you know pay to win um but I don't know. It seems like, you know, it seems like the kind of thing, you know, sometimes on the internet, like something is complained about, but it's also the most popular thing. Um, and I don't know. So it's, it's something I've been struggling with, but anyway, that's not really what the conversation that Brett and I have is about so much. Um, I mean, it's a little bit related, but, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you some of my background on magic. Oh, one other thing I need to say about magic though, by the way, is I feel like there's like, the, the the basic systems in magic the the gameplay the basic gameplay is so much better than hearthstone um like like i so it'd been a while since i had played magic and when i was playing hearthstone a lot i was like oh yeah this is like basically like magic but now going back to magic after playing hearthstone i'm like oh my god hearthstone is so much worse like every there's so many like the two biggest rules that pop out to me in hearthstone as being far far worse rules are the fact that health is saved uh, when you take damage on a card uh, and the fact that you can target enemy cards rather than the defender choosing whether or not to to block with their cards. Um, that to me is uh, what it does is it just moves the game closer and closer to being like the old war card game where you're just top decking and, you know, oh, I drew a I played a seven and you played a six. OK, so I win. Uh, I played a five. and You played a nine. So you win. You know, like it just becomes this like number number off even more with the saving of the health and the uh, and the being able to just, you know, knock down, like attack the enemy units as as much as you want. So anyway, there's a bunch of things I really appreciate about Magic. Not to mention, I really like the the theme and the setting in Magic. I, I find a lot more appealing than a lot of these other, all these other CCGs I've played. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to keep messing around with it. Um, maybe I'll report back on that in the future. I'm also talking with some people who are like, you know, extremely high level, uh, serious Magic players uh, and getting their opinions and thoughts, which has been interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I wanted to give you that context before we get into the Brett conversation because we do talk about magic a good a bit bit and uh, yeah um, I'll keep you posted on that and without any further ado here is my conversation with Brett Lowy. I mean we can get right into it if you want. Sure. So um, yeah, basically like I think one thing that I'm really interested in doing is like improving the level of like design discourse kind of mm -hmm. like, because I think. I see, what I see a lot of times is like people kind of having the same conversations over and over. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, it seems like they're having those conversations because they're not like starting from the, like they don't have the same terms even or the same language or they're, mm -hmm. you know. And so there's a lot of like talking. I'm 
Uh oh. Can you say yeah, that last one one more time? You kind of broke up a little bit there. Sure. There's like a lot of talking past each other that happens. Right. Um, basically. Um, whereas like people like don't really disagree on like anything, but they're just like, they're kind of like having like a weird false argument or something. Yeah. A lot of reinventing the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, it's just like a preference thing where like, well, this is what I want to get into basically. Like, so one thing that I found very, really inspiring in your book, I don't remember which one it was actually, but one of your books um, was talking about how like the reason you came to like the four interactive forms type of argumentation or like model is that it like lets you more specifically talk about like what would be valuable in a game or something like that, right? Like whereas like a contest has like a certain set of values that it's optimizing for, a toy has like a certain set of values that it's optimizing for, and a strategy game has like a certain set of values that it's optimizing for, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like you know, previous or whatever, or like commonly, we run into situations where like we're judging Super Mario World on the same values that we're judging like Dear Esther or whatever. These are dated references, but I think you get the idea. Well, yeah, like, no, I mean, like, like, like I, you know, that was my response to reading a bunch of other game design books is that they are trying to take on this immense task of speaking descriptively and prescriptively about right. every video kind of video game that's ever been made. Exactly. And so like, like, so I think what, and what to me your four forms are kind of getting at is that like there's a certain set of values that like a strategy game is optimizing for. And if you kind of like try to mush together that strategy game with like a puzzle, mm -hmm. then you're going to have like trade-offs that you're making between those values. Yeah. And so ba basically my theory is that we have a bunch of like implicit values that we're like optimizing for already. Mm -hmm. And people like don't state those values when they start the conversations and so like they'll say like x is bad y is good or whatever but they're kind of skipping over the part of the conversation where it's like what are we like trying to do kind of thing like what mm -hmm. what would be what would be good in a game in the first place um uh yeah and so right so i think it i think it would be valuable for us as like designers and like as a design community to like more be more explicit about like what values we're going for and so that's very abstract and like highfalutin, right? But mm -hmm. so I have an example of like how we can like bring that down to earth a little bit. Um, yeah. So if that sounds like something you're interested in. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. I just want to stop real quick and just bring up this, I guess a caveat or something, which, uh, sure. or something to think about, which is, you know, sometimes game development, arguably a lot of the time game development is a process itself of exploration. And maybe the developer doesn't really know what values are really are going for. And yeah. I would say that's, that's, that's even more true in a world where, there isn't a lot of literacy, right? Like right, I, I right. would think most developers don't know what their values are, so they can't state them up front because it's just like we, you know, the, that language and that way of thinking about things is not, um, it's just not like part of the culture and part of right. like, yeah. So, so it's, so, so that's part of it too, is that like, you know, people can't, and that's the thing too, like it, people are not going to have these values ready to go usually because, they don't even know like what like how do you, how to explain it or how to talk about it if they wanted to exactly so that's kind of like the problem that i want to address a little bit is like it you know people will come like people will come up with new values all the time or or, or perhaps there are like values that we haven't explored yet say mm -hmm. like that we could we could discover through like uh, experimenting with like a whole new genre of games or something like that right sure um but I think there are a lot of values that we already kind of like implicitly agree are good and we're like optimizing for, but we just don't like explicitly like say what they are. 
mm-hmm. or like you know we like don't like like you like you're saying like we haven't thought about it or like made it uh concrete or in a way mm-hmm. or something like that you know like so whatever anyway again like that's very like yeah high concept so let's bring it down to like an example right so one one extremely common argument in discourse that i see a lot is like this idea of like luck versus skill and like that being a spectrum right so like this game has like more luck and this game has like more skill or something like that right okay and so i think and so like people will say like okay like this game has like too much luck and so like that's why i don't like it but i think the problem with that kind of like discourse is like or the reason that like that conversation stays circular and like keeps happening over and over and over like in you know different contexts or whatever is that there's actually like two underlying values there that are like that different groups value in different amounts or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, so basically like, well, the way I like to think about it is like, I, I did an article on skill compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like, and I think maybe a better term for that might be like skill measurement, which is like the extent to which the game can like determine who is, who played better Yeah. or like, or like, the extent to which like a single player ladder like reflects like your actual skill at the game. Well, and or, funny enough, actually, if you look at my interactive forms, when it gets to the con- the contest form, that's the term right. I use is measurement because that's what's really right. happening there. It's like a we're we're using it as some kind of measuring device to see right. in the case of contests something like you know how many pushups you can do, or in the case of a strategy game, your understanding of this system. Right, and so a lot of times when people say like this game has too much luck. I think what they mean is it's this game is not sufficiently like measuring my skill. Like yeah. I, I want to use this game to like evaluate how good I am at something. And it's not like doing that or it's like yeah. doing it in an in, inconsistent in manner or something like that. Right. Like it's, it's too inefficient. Like I have to play 20 matches yeah. to get any real data on, you know, how good I am. Right. Exactly. So if you have the game value of like skill measurement or like competition or something like that, I think that's kind of like a similar related type of value, like, mm-hmm. or like, yeah, measurement, like this contesty measurement value. Then you could say like a game like poker or magic is not serving that value very well, right? Because yeah. it's very inefficient in like telling you how good you are at this game. Whereas yeah. like a game like chess or Starcraft or something is like extremely efficient. Like you play like one game and it's like, okay, like you're obviously much better. Yeah, like for sure. Um, so, okay. But then there's also like a second value that's something like... Um, under understanding or like skill like i like to think of it as like skill expression so like it's the extent to which the game allows you to uh express understanding of the system or something like that or like the extent to which there's like things to learn about it or things to improve in it and my kind of like whatever my is that, is that similar new... to depth yes it is yes okay. absolutely like it gets a little muddy because like there's different skills measured by different games right so like like if you think about like dota or starcraft or something right there's like a skill measurement that's happening in terms of execution and there's a skill measurement that's happening in terms of like strategy and decision making right sure so it gets a little confusing to talk about that way because it's like there's more than one skill being measured but whatever the concept yeah you're right exactly it's like depth like how much okay. there's to learn in the game something like that yeah and so on a depth axis like magic is extremely deep right like it's very hard to figure out like for a given like draft format or something like nobody really knows what the proper pick is or something like that or like what the best perfect deck composition is or like what is the dominant strategy or like how do you like especially like given a given a particular meta like even if there is like a dominant strategy in magic then there's like because you know what that is there's like counterplay that can happen and whatever like it's kind of like a moving target and evolving landscape so there's like a lot of like depth in magic but it's not very good at like skill measurement if that makes sense 
Okay. Um, so yeah, like I think there's like some value in like disambiguating those two things because like like there are different players that care about like you see what I mean like where it's not that useful to say that like magic is like a high luck game or something yeah like no I, I i i super agree with that i super agree that um that when someone says high i mean to me yeah that's a good example of low literacy is the fact that we say like oh this game is too random uh right. when like that's not really the issue that's not really the thing probably that the person's complaining about um that there's like these underlying things and i certainly think the most common one that they're referring to is the first one that you described which is the measurement thing right, right? like you know that's what that's what in fact people if you ask them like well what do you mean too random they probably will explain like well because you know this card came out and just wiped the board and like it was this totally chaotic event and i was doing some stuff and you know then they just won because of like this coin flip randomness you know and um yeah and i think that's probably the most common reason for that but i also think like it's uh it's it's my recent thinking on that that um thing is that uh, randomness is like it's affected by a lot of things like and the and and how it how much it matters like I think I, I think also depth is a huge one because a lot of times um, if a game has for example if a game has uh, a lot of depth now you were talking about depth in magic on the like metagame layer um, sure. which yeah. is a little bit complicated because it's like a game outside of a game kind of, you know, yes. if we just look at the, just look at the, just the, a match of magic, the gathering, um, yep. I would, I'd probably say we'd probably both agree that that's not super deep and depends on, it depends. Well, that's the other problem with magic is right. Like it depends on magic yeah, that's a true. lot of different games. That's right? true. That's it's true. Like, there are some magic matchups that are probably very deep. Yeah, I agree. But, right. um, but yeah, so, uh, but my bigger point though, is just that, um, if you have like a lot of like, for example, like really long arcs or, or medium arcs or a good arcosphere, you know, uh, then randomness, um, d it won't as matter as much often. I mean, it can, it depends on where it's happening, but like, that's one of those things that can like buoy, um, random effects to, you know, like meaning imbued player run actions right so like a player is doing xyz okay there's all this like random stuff happening but like on the long and medium term arcs i'm still in control the this game state is still heavily imbued by what i'm doing and that's something that also i think is part of what would make someone say oh this game is really random is that like i'm just like i'm drawing cards and like just riding this wave of you know random information and right. I think that's part of it too. Totally. Yeah. One of the things that's like, so, right. It's it's like people are kind of analyzing it at a different time or something like that. Or, or I don't know how exactly how to think about this, but like, so like, if you think about like <laughs> all the decisions that went into that moment before your opponent drew like wrath of God and like did the board, like mm -hmm. you would have had to, maybe that's like to an extreme example. Right. But like, with, with like a lesser thing like w w whether or not they have like a spell that can kill my creature that's important or something like that yeah or whether or not they're going to draw it like you in some sense you have to like prepare for both outcomes right mm -hmm. and so like in that sense like it's kind of like giving you more learning and understanding or depth to like draw upon because of the random nature of like the information being added right like that's the other thing is that like um <laughs> maybe there's like i'm sort of starting to think that like like there's skill measurement and skill ex expression or whatever, or like depth, like you were saying depth, right? Yeah. Um, but like, like randomness can kind of like 
I think that randomness, adding randomness can increase skill measurement and decrease skill measurement, and adding randomness can increase depth and decrease depth. Like, Whoa, like, like uh, kind of like. It, how would it increase skill measurement? Sure. So, like in a game like Dominion, right? Yeah. Um, if if there were no if there was no random kingdom at the start of the game, yeah, then it would become a puzzle. It would be solved basically because like, okay. there would be a correct build for the kingdom, and you would just do that, and then. But that would that also be one hundred percent uh skill reflection like skill measurement or zero it kind of like we're kind of getting we get kind of like weirdly philosophical here because it's like you know like if you're following a script like are you really demonstrating skill like maybe well I, yeah I no know. you the, the the puzzle even if it's a puzzle like let's say you know i mean it's not exactly a puzzle like it's you know it's uh i don't know maybe that's a bad example but like if you made dominion less random yep. that would make it be more skill expression-y like uh sorry uh measure measurement related right sure I, so i don't think so I, well, I think it depends on how you add the randomness i think okay. that's my hypothesis but maybe we can explore that some more like sure um, I, i'm not 100 percent sure of that but i think that that's the case that like you can add, add randomness and add skill measurement at the same time mm -hmm. or yeah or the opposite like people are aware of the opposite right like you add like a uh like in risk like you add die rolling and then like this the skill measurement kind of goes down mm -hmm. <laughs> right because it's like now there's like this noise inside of the system but there's also you can add like or you had that article about like uniform slash input randomness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the best of the four types. Like uh -huh. So like that, most of the time, I think that like that kind of randomness adding adds skill measurement to the game if it's like not a solved game, basically, because you're you're. It's it's adding depth for sure, but I don't see why it would be adding to the measurement. Like uh, to the accuracy of the measurement. If anything, any randomness at all has to slightly reduce because it's literally just adding chaos to the system. It seems like that would have to reduce the uh, the level of like how your the final outcome is a reflection of your input because now there's also this other agent, the chaos, the the uh, random rolls that are also going to be influencing it. Yeah, maybe maybe it is the case that like what I'm describing is. Like if a game has insufficient depth, then adding randomness can like make it unsolved or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's talking about adding depth. Yeah, it makes it more. It can make it more deep. So maybe that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I have to think about that more. But okay, I, 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 I kind of have the sense that you can add randomness and and increase skill measurement. But I'm not an example is not coming to mind right now. And okay. Maybe, maybe maybe you're right. Um. So yeah, the other thing that's kind of like interesting that comes out of this is like. So if we're saying that like one of the strategy game values or like the strategy game value that you like laid out in the four forms is like something about like gaining understanding, right? Mm -hmm. um, would you agree with that? Like the, yeah, I think, yeah, it's understand. Yeah, for sure. That sounds right. So one, one question that I have is something like, um, like say, say we have two games that are like equal depth. Okay. Okay. So like there's like equal number of strategies and techniques or whatever to like learn about the system. Um, something like that. Equal amount of skill that's like expressible. Sure. Um, so now one question I have is like, you can, ha you can like obscure the rate or like you can like reduce the rate at which you like acquire that knowledge and those skills by like adding noise to the system basically. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this meta skill of like disambiguating the noise, right? Like in poker or something, right? Where it's like, you have there's the skill of like realizing that the result in this hand 
is not ind indicating that I made a bad play or something like that, right? Um, it's like you have to like disambiguate noise from signal or something like that in terms of like the skill of your plays, right? Uh huh. And so, like, basically, the, the the question that arises is like, what what's the best like learning speed or something like that, right? Where it's like, is it best to like deliver the maximum amount of depth per player time? Is that optimal, or is the do we want the game to like be more resilient and like last longer by introducing noise and like kind of like reducing the rate at which you like gain the information or kind of like definitely i'm i fall very strongly in the uh former camp uh like yeah, i think i, I would. yeah no i i do not want to just like uh, to me it's like an artificial way to stretch right. out a game and i feel like that's a lot of the games i play i feel that that is what's being done is that they're they're just like elongating the there's a, a certain amount of lessons to be learned in the game and then they they basically like just drip them slowly over time uh right. and you know i i think i understand why that's done but yeah i i i think you should you should try to be as efficient as possible with, but that doesn't mean that it has to be like, you know, I hope people don't think like that means, oh, it has to be this like abstract, like pure, like it can be a big, messy, you know, very deep and complex thing. In fact, it probably should be, but, but, and that's the thing too, is that like, it's one thing to say, yeah, it should be as efficient as possible. It's another thing to actually make that efficiency happen in a sufficiently complex game. Like it's easy to sure. make efficiency happen in like a, you know, like a like an abstract, right? If you're making like a two-player abstract game with perfect information, uh, no randomness, right. it's very easy. But then once it becomes this big thing with like that has, you know, random generation and has, you know, other random effects and all kinds of things that combine into each other, you know, like you start running into all these balance issues like, oh, oh, this player got this one thing that was like actually too strong when combined with this other thing. And that actually, they just like stomped the game and um you know uh so so it's actually it's it's very hard to achieve uh the that whereas i think it's actually rather easy if you want to stretch it out and make it longer i think that's i would say that's the easier thing of the two to do also i i agree um, okay like 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 adding noise to uh elongate the learning process yeah is like not a super difficult type of design task Mm -hmm. But like, so here's the thing, right? We, you know, that's the cool thing about like talking about like game values, you know, is like we get very like philosophical or abstract quickly because it's mm -hmm. like, okay. So on one hand, it's like if we're maximizing for like learning rate or something like that, right? Like the, the rate at which I gain understanding of this system, mm -hmm. it's like, then I start to think about like what lessons are we like learning from this game? Like, like is the end of a game to teach about something like some kind of like way of like or maybe even like learn about learning or something like that like where you're becoming better at like parsing complex interactive systems you're talking about like, take, like some external value like right well like, that's what i'm getting to is like like if we like say we now elongate the game like say i enjoy playing this game right um like i get some enjoyment from like the process of like learning it like the, the devil's advocate argument that I want to make is like, wouldn't it be better for me to be able to like enjoy that for longer? <laughs> like mm -hmm. elongating the enjoyment period seems like a good thing. Yes. I'm not sure I like believe this exactly, but like, 
I'm just no, like exploring. That, of course. Things. I mean, that's, that's, I, that, that's critical to me like that. And that's, but that you do that through depth, not through, uh, you know, through, through, through making the game deeper, you know, and, and, and right. wider perhaps as well. Um, but sure. just bigger, you know, and I think that's how you do that. And it's also, I think another way you do that is, you know, by continuing to work on it. Like I, I think I'm now thinking more and more that games, strategy games are like, their default state it's funny because we've been talking a lot with like gem wizards and stuff about like oh early access or you know should this have been an early access game or or what is early access or what does that mean and like to me i think that like this state of like and this is sorry to take you on a this is a different topic but like so we don't have to get deep into this but um i think that the the default state of a strategy game should be one of iteration and right. of being because it's a you know it's a relationship between the players and the designer basically it's like the the players are playing and they're giving feedback and they're like noticing these things and the designer is like oh okay this and like taking different ideas from different people and implementing new things and trying new things and experimenting like to, to me that's not stuff that just should happen before release that's like that is the life of a strategy game i, I really think uh, right. or and um so anyway that's another way to sort of elongate um the uh, development as well, or the the lifespan of a game. But yeah, I would say, right. yes, you're right. We want it to be as long as possible. Um, but, you know, it's, people can always walk away from a game anytime they want to, but right. we uh, put a limit on how long they can stay there with how deep the game is, uh, you know, and that, to me, that's the way to pursue that. Does that, that make sense? I think so, yeah. Like, so the question that it kind of begs, like, and, and that kind of matches my experience of like the games that I, have really enjoyed a lot in my life and like you know i played a lot of magic and i played a lot of dota and you know the games mm -hmm. that i keep coming back to are the ones that that are iterative in the way that you're describing right yeah or like that they're always evolving um so the question though is like like so you you, you made the statement that like we want to we don't want to elongate the learning period by adding noise we want to elongate the learning period by adding depth yeah okay but the question is like, why? <laughs> I guess like I I really liked Raf Coster's argument about like the slot machine, where he was talking about how like the reason that a slot machine is like insidious, kind of, is like it's pretending that there's like things to learn, right? Mm -hmm. And there's like not. So like humans are like good at like seeing pattern. I don't remember what the phenomenon is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good at like seeing patterns where there are none, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and we kind of like enjoy that as well. And so like that's like what a slot machine is is uh preying on to some extent is the like even though there's nothing to learn here it feels like there's something to learn and so like people will continue to play um but and so i i kind of understand why that's like like not desirable because there's like nothing to learn there right but at the same time when i put my devil's advocate hat back on it's like the reason that that's like such a clear example because there's like nothing to learn there right like there's no like depth or learning value happening at all whereas if we talk about like a game like poker or magic, right? There's lots of learning that's occurring the whole time. You just have to ignore uh, the times that yeah. the game lies to you, basically. Right. And there's like kind of like a meta skill in term in like determining whether the game is lying to you. And if we're gonna like re like if we're gonna externalize the benefit of the game again, like there's like a life skill in terms of like separating signal from noise that these games can like help teach you, right? Where it's like just because I made a bad input or just because I made a, an input and got punished doesn't mean that the input was bad. That kind of lesson. Like that's like a useful, like life lesson kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I think games, all games have that, 
to some extent, right? Like, because like in the, in the local, like you might, you know, have some local, um, downturn, right. In the state where like, oh shoot, I was trying to do blankety blank. And then like, uh, this other thing happened and, and I like, I lost this unit or whatever it is. Um, so you, and, and, but that doesn't mean that this was a bad move because there's this broader context of the whole strategy, right? Like in go, for example, you know, you lose like one corner and you're like, okay, well I lost that corner, but that doesn't mean I've lost the game, you know? So like that dynamic is all already there i think in in strategy games um or like or like in the magic example of like when your opponent got lucky and like drew a wrath of god when they had like a one in 30 chance or something like that right like um uh sorry i lost my train of thought a little bit but like you know you're not that's like a smaller context of the broader whole like that doesn't mean that you should change your deck necessarily and put in like an anti wrath of god counterspell or something like that it might just mean that you should not respond at all um like yeah you're, you're already optimal and you just got punished um or something like that right i mean yeah but again you're going back to the the meta layer of magic and like so my yeah. thing is like um within a match within a match structure um i think it's it's most like because i agree with you that like part of understanding a system is understanding so here's the difference i guess uh sure. In, in magic or in a really random game like that, like there can be these things that you really should just ignore uh, because they're just a product of noise. So they're a product of randomly what card was drawn. Right. Whereas in a strategy game, when you, uh, you know, like, like going back to the go example, if you like lose a corner, uh, you shouldn't ignore that because everything that happened there was still like nothing was chaos, chaos, you know, just randomness based. Everything was still structural and sort of deterministic and, you know, imbued with player intent and meaning and everything. And so but but you can actually add that it's not lying to you. There's no there's no like the game system lying to you about something to just like create a false, uh, you know, uh, but like, cause that's my problem with the, a lot of these random games is that, you know, players come away with lessons and, you know, you can say like, well, they shouldn't, they should, you know, they should become better and eventually they will get good enough to ignore the lies. But, uh, the, the game is literally with the win losses that happen. Uh, it's telling them like falsehoods about, you know, like what this, what the strategy is and what the strategy system is like. And, I do think that, like, I, 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 you're right that, like, when you then contextualize that out to the the metagame layer, there's there, you know, you kind of get that similar go thing again. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's a lot more efficient to have the system itself, um, and that, and that, and that's this is one of those things where it is hard to talk about because, like, well, what is magic? Magic, maybe magic isn't. You know, like maybe that's my mistake here is like I'm looking at a match of magic, but that's not magic. Magic is the deck building like and and a match, quote unquote, is just a, you know, it's like a tactical encounter in Go or something of the the broader like uh, social, you know, MMO toy kind of thing that it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so in that case, uh, then it's a different story. But like, yeah, so magic maybe is a weird example. Um, well, I think but, like, well, I want to push back on that a little bit because okay. like. Even even in magic, I think that there's like it, it's too often overstated to the extent which like it's like about the deck building and not about the play. Like I think like this this whole phenomenon of like false signal and a noise happens on the deck building level and on the play level, and there's a lot of depth in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like particularly in the on the play level, like there's obvious examples of the randomness where it's like 
the like land screw or 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 that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't really change the point. It, I'm just I, I see this frequently said where it's like all the skill of, of magic, all the depth of magic is in the deck building, and and the. No, I wasn't trying to say that. I was yeah. just saying that, like, it may be for the purposes of this conversation, it's best to look at magic as the deck building with as the game. You know what I mean? Like the or deck the building series of ma- like, or the series of matches. Like, let's say that yeah, like, yeah. there's just a really deep magic matchup, right? Um, and you're just playing over and over. There's still like the signal to noise thing um, mm-hmm. going on. Uh, yeah. And there's like the iterative thing that you're talking about, where it's like you only get these lessons over multiple matches. I don't know. This is kind of like mm-hmm. a derailing, actually. But whatever. Anyway. Um, I, I cut you off. I, I'm well, not sure where you were going exactly. Oh, uh, I don't remember what I was what I was uh, getting at really. But I mean, I, so you're I think talking about like ignoring the lies and like efficiency um, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think like so if we just like talk about like it's hard to determine match structure for magic maybe uh, or like you sure. know what is the ad what is the unit of magic uh, that yeah. we would want to talk about. But like you know for a game that has a very clear match structure, which is like you know mostly what I'm talking about. Like my theory maybe yeah. doesn't necessarily apply so much to magic like I, I i think that magic is kind of doing a little bit of its own thing at least you know um i i think it it almost maybe has more of a relationship like i called it like an mmo kind of animal because it has it's very social which is something i like about it a lot it's it's very like social and it's very it's got this um very long arc uh progression system where you're like adding new cards to your thing and modifying your thing and all that kind of stuff right um yep so 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 it might not be a great example for this conversation but when we get, when we go into games that are very clear examples of our of this conversation that's where i think like the kinds of stuff i say about like yeah you should be efficient don't lie to the player don't you know extend it out uh you know just with random outcomes uh, i think that's where it's it really becomes more clearly uh for, in my opinion like true and the way to go right so so basically like, how do I, let's see. So, like, the reason that um, we get we get right back to, like, what is the optimal rate of learning or something like that? Or, like, or is it, like, is artificially extending the amount of time, like, through noise that a player can play the game, is that good or a bad thing, right? And because, like, you're talking about, like, I'm not saying that magic is only good insofar as it has social value or like even expression values or something like that. What I'm saying is that magic is very deep and has like strategy game values mm-hmm. um, of gaining understanding and this kind of thing. And it can be measured and explored and, and appreciated on that level, like, on, like right on the level of like the interactive form of strategy game, like right in your wheelhouse. But it also has this additional property of like noise, like obscuring skill measurements or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and what I'm, we're kind of getting to the crux of the issue right now, now which is like, why like one level deeper say right like you're talking about like lies and like efficiency of like delivering the learning okay so the question that i have then is like why is it important that the learning is delivered as efficiently as possible well uh because the player is going to play the game you know some finite number of times and um you know i think i do think that the like we said earlier on the sort of like fundamental core value of a strategy game is understanding and like you know like 
putting something together and being like, oh, I understand this thing. It's kind of like the Raf Coster theory of fun idea. Um, yep. And uh, and it's and I think um, when you tell them that they've they've experienced that, but they haven't really experienced that, it's. Uh, you know, or like they're 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 feeling those feelings of like, oh, I get this, I learned this lesson, but it's actually like, no, you didn't actually. You're you're just responding to uh, some random information. Um, I think what is happening there, what ends up happening there, is a lot more like the uh, the sort of Skinner box random reward scheduling thing, where they're they're really just kind of like they start getting on this um, on this like treadmill of waiting for the next. You know, like, oh, yeah, think like jackpot, you know, uh, as opposed to uh, exploring the system. It becomes more about this, like kind of like a, a lever pulling machine uh, of like, you know, like, oh, I hope I hope things go my way this time, because like whether they know it or not, like or, or whether they're conscious of it or not, like on some level, they feel that like this this machine is spitting out like a bunch of results and like. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and, and, and the thing I was, that was sort of a half aside, but the, the, the main point is a game, a player has, uh, X number of hours to play your game. They're going to play it some number of hours, whatever that number ends up being. And if that number is, um, if, if you're more efficient, right, each outcome is actually like true and like actually leading them to correct conclusions, then they are exploring more of your game. Um, so the game right. is effectively deeper, basically. So, okay. So here's, here's where I get from that. Right. When you're saying like, like you're saying that like exploring more of the game or like learning more of the lessons of the depth is what yeah. we want. Right. Yeah. But then, but then, but what I'm saying is like, maybe what we want is the enjoyment of the feeling of like exploring depth. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, like the, or, or you also said like, like in magic, your way, if it's like your, your, um, pulling a slot machine and waiting for the right result. But it's not exactly that, that like that because what you're doing is you're creating theories and hypotheses for like how this game might work and what and what the optimal strategy might be, but the but then it just kind of resists your solution. Like it's like it gives you false information. Um Yeah, I th I think like, poker is similar in that way, right? Right, but so it's not the same as like just pulling the the you're not no. it's not about the results I don't think it, it it's about the it's still about the process of gaining understanding it's just that there's obfuscation basically like there's like noise in the way of that um, and so the question yeah. is like whether so yeah I don't know it's like the fundamental thing that we're we're brushing up against is like are we trying to make things that are maximally enjoyable for the maximum amount of time or are we trying to uh, make things that deliver the most learning and lessons in the shortest amount of time. Um, but yeah, both of those things, but both of those things can be tied into like this, this understanding, like this process of gaining understanding value, I think. Whereas like what I hear you saying is that one of these things is about the process of gaining understanding and value. And one of these things is about like random results or something. And I just don't think that that's true. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's not like a binary thing, but I think that like, uh, it, it, it's like you, you know, you can have something that's like 50, 50, right. I think, I think like maybe magic and poker are somewhere in between those two things, right. There's, there's some of both going on. Uh, it's not like if you have these random outcomes, then all of a sudden it's just like a slot machine. I certainly don't think that, but, um, 
you know, I think I think that one is one point is you're not going to explore as much of the system, period. Like you're just not going to be able to because you're going to have to fight through all these, right. uh, you know, fake outcomes. Um, right. And and I, uh, yeah, I agree with that. So it's effectively less deep like that for every well, person. That's the point. That's where I disagree with you, because it's like. Like they're ex I agree completely. That they're, they're exploring less of the depth and less of the lessons. Right. There's more exploring that they can do, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a longer period of exploring enjoyment that can be had from the game. Um, longer period, yes. More, ex more exploring. I don't see how. Well, just like there's more time that they're spending developing, like doing kind of the, the strategy game thing, which is like developing a hypothesis about the, how the system works in like a particular subset or like situation or whatever, and then like testing out that hypothesis, right? Like there's yeah. more of that that thing going on um which is kind of like to me that's like the fundamental like strategy game unit or something like that where it's like oh like i kind of think that it's like good to like bump a bunch in gem wizards tactics and then like you build up a big pile of white gems and then you can like do this thing like that's kind of like how i'm like reducing the complexity of the system or something like that mm -hmm. um, and then like you kind of like refine that over time when it's like okay well that's good in like this matchup and not so much in this matchup or something or like or it's good, like if this particular item is available or whatever, or, or something like that. You know, like it gets more and more nuanced all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yes, I, I think that, uh, like, I, I want that to go on as long as possible. I just don't want to make them, like, uh, I want that to go on as long as possible through depth and not through, um, you know, just sending them random you lost signals when you should have won or you won when you should have lost signals, you know, like, um, and, but I also like, I think there's that va it's valid to make such a thing. Uh, and we certainly, I mean, I also think that like, my, my other thing is that I think that, you know, gambling values and like random waiting for random rewards is probably always going to be more enjoyable and more beloved by humans than strategy game in some pure sense. I think ever will be. And so I think if you're, if, if your goal is, well, I just want to maximize enjoyment. I'm not sure that strategy games in the first place are like necessarily the best place to go for that. Like, um, you know, like I think, um, like very pure strategy games, uh, like I enjoy, I enjoy them a lot, but I, I can understand how for, at least for many players, they would prefer and enjoy it more if it was more random and did give them more like, Hey, you know, like, uh, I jackpot, you know, kind of stuff. Yep. There's that, but there's also like this elongating of like this understanding hypothesis thing going on um yeah i mean i guess the the elongating thing like so we're just elongating it but i and i guess the a good argument let me give you what i think would be a good argument for your side of this discussion sure. is uh like even if you elongate it for kind of cheap reasons it gives there it makes there be more space between uh or like yeah more space basically overall you know we're just elongating the time that the player is playing the game um, so it makes there be more space for players to discuss the game with each other and like theorize and all that kind of stuff. And I, I agree with that, but I just, I don't understand why we can't just do that via depth instead. Right. Well, what the reason is because, well, there's a couple reasons. Okay. First reason is that, um, as you pointed out earlier, like it's easier to obfuscate with noise. Okay. Sure. So there's like a product there's like a production reason why we'd want to do that. Yeah. Then the second reason is like, if, if you like there's like a social thing where it's like if i want to play a game with somebody like you can play games with a wider range of skill 
values sure. or skill levels of the different players mm-hmm. and then everybody kind of has like a chance to win or something so it's not like uh, it's less reliant on like uh, having a good healthy player base if it's like a two player game or whatever right like yeah yeah, yeah, it's like more enjoyable for the players, like while they're playing mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, a good practical solution to a bunch of issues. Like uh, same with uh, single player games and difficulty modes, you know, and yep. not having single player ELO. So they're not always playing at the level that they should be playing at. But then if it's like really random, then it's kind of like it's like the Mario Kart thing with because racing games have this problem where like, oh, I got this racing game and, you know, I played it all the time and then I had my friends over to play with me. And now I just never see them when I play this racing game. So Mario cart kind of solves that problem uh that's that sort of social problem by like just making it a way more random and um yeah i think that there's a lot of those are very good social practical reasons to to do those kinds of things right yeah so there's like an elongating of enjoyment and yeah like a social dynamics thing and it's easier to, to produce the things um but so then the question is like on the other side and this is kind of like why like and again like i'm not even sure like i'm not 100 percent solved on this like I don't, I'm not fully formed in my opinion here. I'm just trying to explore the space. Mm-hmm. But like on the other side of the argument, like the side that you were kind of representing for the conversation, like the question is, okay, so we have like these advantages for the like more noise argument, right? We've, we've listed a couple of them. So then like on the other side, it's like, okay, the other side kind of like maximizes like learning rate or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so like the question is like, why do we want to maximize learning rate basically? Um. Because uh, the more the player learns about a game, the more uh, I think the the well the deeper the game gets in an effective sense, not literally like the rule set has the depth that it has, but in terms of the depth that the player is able to access, you know they're they're able to access more possible uh, states and more possible uh, places that the game can go, and I think that uh, you know it um, they 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 spend. So it's like, let's say you're gonna. Sp- we can make the player spend five years playing the game, either by making it a lot more random or by making it a lot more deep. So it's just a question of like, well, well, do we want them to be, uh, like, do we want them to be learning? This is actually a really interesting question, and I, it's, it feels almost kind of like, like it is maybe getting into sort of an existential ish yeah. territory. But, um, you know, it's like the 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 fundam like. I think when you look at like just like what is a game and what is a strategy game and like what are the things that you do in a strategy game to me it's very intuitively obvious that that um, those lessons that you draw from the system itself you know are are like your model that that's what builds your model your internal model your understanding of that system and uh and so the more there is to learn there the bigger the system is the more uh the more like rich it is it's a more rich territory it's got more character it has it's like you know it becomes more like art and more like music it's like this mysterious magical wonderful thing Whereas um, a lot of times like with like uh, like, you know, with poker and things like that, I mean, there are people who think of randomness in that way. They think of randomness in kind of a sort of a mystical, magical, rich kind of way. I just don't see that. I to me, I don't see randomness as uh, as as interesting or enchanting, really. Like I I just I see it as noise. I see it as the opposite of 
of, you know, to me, like what's beautiful about human creation is structure and like, you know, like what choices human beings made, whether that's the designer, you know, like, so that, I guess that's, that, that that's the best I can do here is, is to say like, what you're, when you're learning real lessons about the system, you are yeah. actually exploring the real created human intention art, you know, the art of a human being, the creations of a human being, um, and not, and not just kind of like riding a wave of random numbers, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and so maybe there's a philosophical difference there because like, I've definitely heard a lot of people, you know, especially poker players talk about randomness in this way that's that's just very alien to me like i i don't care what card gets drawn like i i have yeah. no that doesn't mean anything to me whereas the choices that designers made like mean so much to me you know what i mean right yeah that that's a really good argument for that i think um so yeah like you're talking about like the real like you're having a, a conversation with the designer kind of thing and mm -hmm. like you're getting it like they're like, it's like a it's like an artistic communication that's yes. the thing randomness is getting in the way of that artistic communication yeah um something like that and so I think so. one thing one thing that uh, that makes a lot of sense to me I, I really like that argument um but so one thing that like as you were you were kind of getting early, earlier in your where you were talking there is um i was thinking about how there's kind of like two like you're talking about accessing depth right like mm -hmm. how we're we're accessing the depth of this game, and like this game has like ten depth units, and this game has like ten depth depth units. We're talking about like the rate at which you're like accessing the depth, right? Mm -hmm. And so where where I see a divergence here a little bit is whether we care about like access, like the result of accessing the depth, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like 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 I have access this this depth, and like that is like the the meaningful thing, like 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 i've learned like a truth about the universe or like i've learned like a truth about like what the designer was communicating right um versus there's like a value in like the process of accessing the depth right so mm -hmm. like what i'm saying kind of i think is like there's a value of like uh like if we say like this this we're talking about like a noise system right where it's like it's obfuscating like your your ability to like access the depth right yeah but what but that's kind of like reflective of like the world in a way right where it's like the world is kind of like rebuffing your attempts to like understand it you know what mm -hmm. i mean like sure like the universe is like has like this random element and like this noise element yeah you like you get like, this thing everywhere why do you need this from yeah. strategy games sure but like let, let me let me finish the devil okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah go for it yeah which, which is like it's kind of like the value of of like this like process of accessing depth is that you're getting better at that process of like the process of accessing depth in a system filled with noise, something mm -hmm. like that, um, which is like, it's, it's kind of like a separate value. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think that, and I think poker does that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about like, 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 like if I can summarize it a little bit, like you're talking about like, if, if the value is the result of accessing depth, right. Then, you're like getting at some universal truth or you're getting at some like artistic communication with the designer. Right. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Like that's like what the value is there. Sure. Um, and then if, if the value is like uh, the process of ac accessing the depth, then you're getting at like the value is something like <laughs> the development of that process itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Like but here, but, but the thing is you're going to get that anyway. Like it's if you're like getting, well, no, yes, yes, in life, but also in the games, like in the games I am suggesting people make, like because yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's still going to have that. Like, if it has any randomness at all, there's still going to be. It's not going to just convert into this, you know, perfect information game. I'm anti-perfect information games. You're not their band. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, so there's going to yeah. be some false, like, there's going to be some some bullshit outcomes, and you are going to have to use that skill uh, anyway, no matter what, in in any right. strategy game that has any randomness at all, I think. So, um, right. so yes, I, that's a valid thing. And, and if you, but yes, and also I would say, if you want to focus on that, then yeah, you should more make a game more like poker. Um, yeah. Does that sound right? Well, I think so. And it, like, so then like, if we're talking about like these process, the act, the process of accessing depth gains, say like, mm -hmm. we need better terms for this, obviously yeah. we're just kind of discovering the, the, the concept itself. But if we're talking about like this, like process of accessing depth games, like, like one advantage is that like, it's like training this, like, or like you're learning about that process or you're training the skill or like, it's kind of about like the means with which we like process information or, or like we, we access depth in general. Um, so there's like that value. And then there's also like the value of like, they're easier to create. Um, and then there's like the social thing. That that um, first value though, like I, I, I just, I'm a little bit skeptical of it because like, you know, let's yeah. say you, you turn the game off and you walk her over to the other side of the room and you start doing something else. Like, you're still exercising. Like, you're always, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're awake, you're basically at all times doing this, that process of, like, you know, a separating signal from noise, right? right. Like, that's, that's life. That's just life. Like, that's just always right. on. So, that's I... true. But yeah. Yeah. The, the difference is that, like, in a game, you get to, like, win or, like, you get to, like, or you get to, um, like, it's kind of like a... a a smaller piece of it and you can like examine the process itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that examining process to the extent that it's, you know, I think that then we get back to the other value a little bit maybe. Um, and it's, and it's like designed to be enjoyable, right? Like, like, like life is not designed to be enjoyable, but like a game can be. So it's mm -hmm. like, if we're elongating that process of like this process of accessing depth and this process of discovery, um, if that's like the value we're optimizing for, like, that's you know that's fun because it's like or it can be fun like uh it can be enjoyable in and of itself kind of thing like yeah self like uh intrinsically valuable you know sure yeah for sure yeah anyway cool yeah, yeah. i think that's kind of like the, the, the more of the dichotomy that i see rather than like these games are about depth and these games are not about depth i see like these games are about the process of accessing depth and these games are about the actual depth that you're accessing does that make sense to you does that sound fair like i i can't help but feel like it's um this like retroactive like like <laughs> like I'm, you an know, I'm an apologist for yeah it feels like apologism yeah it does yeah. like to me like you know it's because it's not wrong it's like yeah it is true but it's like again that's something that we're doing at all times every day as a human being right. you know what i mean like because i think that like uh, to go back to the other point about like random games and what what it means when a game gives you like a random outcome it does many things but one of the things that i think shouldn't be understated is that rush of like you know jackpot kind of rush absolutely absolutely there's like you a know dopamine feeling and yeah like for yeah sure, that, that's gambling a there's a gambling element to magic and like you like draw the wrath of god and it's like yes like I yeah did, like, I, even though you didn't do it like you put the card in your deck or whatever right um and, and yeah. 
people don't want to talk about that as much because it's kind of sure. it, it's weird you know it's like i get it totally because like i i feel those things as well too like when i when i play games like that or even when i play like again like this is something that happens in any game that has randomness you know like of any yep. kind there's gonna be some like windfalls and, sh- and stuff and like same with uh, even if you play like online games like league of legends it's like oh oh my lane opponent's just like a complete noob like i'm gonna dominate and become like a god now that's great right. um and so you know but like we don't like to talk about that as much i feel like you know like that's it's there's something that feels a little bit dirty about that well there's certainly a dark side to it right yeah if you like extend it right out to the the extremes like like the raf coster like slot machine example right where it's just the dopamine treadmill and nothing else or like you know like loot boxes or something or you know whatever you know most games are like this now like the rpg loop grind thing where it's yeah. this false sense of progress or whatever um then like I can absolutely 100% agree with you that there's something insidious about that because it's like, it's it's pretending that there's like a value there and there's not actually anything. Well, right? but even when it's not insidious and even when it's like not a going all the way and it's just like, you know, like how it is in League of Legends or something, there's still yep. something that's like, you know, like I don't want to admit that like, you know, I don't want to admit that that's part of why I play games is to like, you know, is to get that jackpot kind of feeling, yeah. you know, yeah. like I want I, I, the narrative I have in my head and most of us have, I think, about games is that, you know, that, that they're they're good for us in some way, that they're they're helpful to us or they're they're enriching in some way um, right. or that they're fun. At least they're fun in like some kind of uh, intellectual way, not in like, woohoo, I won. Like I get a random reward kind of way. Like, I think that totally. we really don't want to think of our games as, as being like that. Right. And the response that I would have to that is like, we, like, I think that there's like a certain amount of that, that, that that's okay. And a certain mm-hmm. amount of that, that's like too much. Yeah. Um, and then the second part is that like, I think that people tend to in discourse say that like the entire, uh, enjoyment of magic or poker or something like that is just this jackpot feeling and it's like there's no understanding or strategy game value to it at all do or they would... yeah well that seems what that seems like what they're saying they say like this game is all luck or something like that or okay nothing, yeah nothing, I, nothing I guess so there's nothing to it or or, or like 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 it, yeah like, i feel like i never uh, maybe it's because like i have a weird like i have a weird like feed of information that hits me but i feel like i never hear anyone say that kind of stuff like i i, I definitely hear people like raging and being like oh my god this is like such bullshit or something uh when yeah. we, you know something that is bullshit happens to them um sure. uh but uh i i i a lot of times what I hear, well, at least like in our, like I mostly live on my discord, you know, sure. like that's, that's where I mostly hang out. And usually the conversations I see are somebody saying, oh, this game is like really random or something. And right. then someone re- responding as though the person had said that there was zero skill to the game. Right. Uh, that, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's, it's missing the point, right? Because it's like, it's, it's saying that, well, first of all, they're implicitly kind of valuing skill measurement, right? So mm-hmm. first of all, like they're just kind of brushing that out under the rug and saying like they're not acknowledging the fact that like what they're looking for from a game is like skill measurement. Whereas right. like, I'm not really that interested in like skill measurement personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's like the first thing. And then yeah, the second thing is like this they want to like write off the whole game as like not having like things to learn or like or or uh that there's no depth access or or whatever. Whereas like that's not the case. And plus like when through this conversation I've kind of like come to the realization or it seems right to me that like the, uh, a big part of the value of a game like Magic or Poker is that process of accessing the depth rather than like the depth itself. 
Because um, like the interesting thing is like if we if we talk about like the value of like access, accessing the depth itself, because then we kind of like push the conversation one step philosophically further, which is like what depth is meaningful to access and what depth is not meaningful to access, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's like what like what are we teaching the player about kind of thing you know what i mean like like what, yeah like what lesson is this game what system is this game helping you explore or something like that and like lately i've kind of been thinking a lot more about like like making historical games or like making games about like real world like economic systems or whatever that kind of like or like political systems or something like that where it's like you can like learn like how these this system is working like um through play and so like the lesson like the depth that you're accessing itself has like intrinsic value like the depth itself you know what i mean yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I, I've been thinking recently, I talked to Dan C every once in a while about uh, games and, and game design, and he's done a bunch of talks and things like that. And uh, he did, oh, his new game that's coming out um, right now, uh, my brain is blanking on the name. Cozy Cove, I think. Cozy yep. Cove? Yeah, I think something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I believe it's that. It's uh, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but, you know, uh, he the, the way it's like sort of being marketed is like, it's like, Animal Crossing, but with more story and less capitalism. And his <laughs> his whole like his whole approach and the way he thinks about games and why he makes games is he wants to make the world better. And right. um, like there is there is like so we're talking about value in games, and you know we're talking about things from this very very close up you know point of view but then there is this question of like well why are we why do we make the what are these games about like what is what does this do to people and like how does this affect people when it goes out into the world and how does this change the world you know like everybody when they make something they put it out into the world to some tiny 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 amount it's like shifting things like one you know micron in one direction or another and uh and and so how are we doing that and i think that's that's very important to think about but I would just say, though, that like I look at that question. So like Cozy Cove, for example, is like it's trying. I love what it's doing. I think it's great. I think that's one way that you can like push things is by being kind of overt and being like, okay, this is like, you know, Animal Crossing was like very capitalist and very like had very specific like philosophy that it was putting out into the world and and sort of normalizing. And this game is like pushing against that right and right. that's great i love that but i would also say like you know if you think about more broadly other art forms like music and tv and things like that um you can push things while not being you know uh so overt necessarily right like so sure. like an abstract game you know board game or something can can lead people just by who knows what elements like the art and the the writing and the the just like little rule changes can like lean things in certain directions and i think that i think that's really worth thinking about um but i would just say like you know because you were talking about like the historical making historical games and things like that um, it doesn't have to be so overt. Like, I think you do have to think, I think we have a responsibility as, as artists and creators to think about these things, but I don't think it has to be like, oh, we all have to make like art games or political games now. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. Um, yeah, like I'm a big fan of like, especially like for games, like I'm a big fan of this, uh, like the medium is the message type thinking where it's like, hmm. I'm not interested in like the paragraph in your, in your, or like the essay you wrote in the rule book of your historical game per se. I'm interested in like what the game is saying about the historical period, right? Like, yeah. What what system is it describing, and like what what are we learning about that system, and like how is that informing? You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can like say that like this game is about like anti-colonialism, and then have like very like, you know, 
resource acquisition-y type mechanic. Yeah, sure. Like, right? And it's like, oh, you know, the medium is the message. Like, yeah. the game is saying what it's saying already, you know? Like, so, yeah, like, I really like this. It's probably beyond the scope of this conversation. But, like, when we get down to bedrock of, like, the type of game that you're advocating for, which to me seems like where the value is accessing the depth, like, the result of accessing the depth, then... I think it would behoove us to think a bit more about like what depth that is, like mm. what 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 are like what value are we teaching? And part of it can be like a converse, an artistic conversation with a designer, right? Like where it's like, like in a very raw form, like it's like, hey, look at like the way like 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 Conway's Game of Life or something, right? Like mm-hmm. where you're like saying like, look at the way that like these like uh, simple systems result in like this emergent complexity or whatever. And like, isn't that neat? And like you can like kind of explore that. But then there's also like. So that's kind of like a very abstract uh, sense of this. But then there's also like more concrete, like look at how like this this particular political system is like shaping incentives for people. And like, uh, you know, like the game can make that that sort of argument or teach you something that way through depth where it's like, sure. you have, like when you have like a strategic epiphany in the game, you go like, oh, like that's why like these people are acting like in this, this certain way or whatever, because like they're incentivized to do it in this weird nuanced systemic way. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think that in the case of in the case of games, you know, it's uh it's a richness that I think I look for that that yep. I also find in my favorite movies and TV shows and things like that. Um that that um I guess like a like a fully realizedness and a richness that makes it that that really to me makes it part of a person's life and like to me that's like ultimately where political change comes from is like relationships and like you know people having uh people having relationships and so that's what we do when we make art is we have we start to have a relationship with a bunch of all these different people because they see they see like into our soul with like the stuff the choices that we make and they get to know us on some weird level um and so yeah that's why the richness to me the the learning about the actual things that were designed the actual rules and the whatever other components of a game they all matter and um yeah i want i want people to get as many of those as possible and so that's why whereas this like abstract like to to ignore the number like learning to ignore noise is just like i you know you get that everywhere you can't avoid that that's going to be there no matter what so so i'm a little bit i'm still skeptical of that as like a uh, as a true value of why people make random games or sure. why people like there's, them, there's, but true. Well, and to me, like that's like a pretty profound type of value where it's like you're learning about the process of learning itself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's an analysis into like learning, which is yeah, I think is cool. But yeah, like I totally know what you mean, and like I agree with you completely. Like the media that I like has like a certain amount of richness to it. T- it tends to. Whereas like I've been thinking a lot lately about how the things I tend to like the most are things that get better each time you watch yes. or play or interact with them rather than yes. things that get worse each time. Yeah. Um, where it's like not, not like a novelty thing or like we were talking about this a bit with puzzles, right? Like that's kind of the reason that I don't like, we're both puzzle haters mm-hmm. is that like the whole thing about a puzzle is that it's disposable, right? It's like, consumable, yeah. And it's like, it's best the first time. And like, it almost drops to like zero value the second time. You know, it's, you know true. I mean? it's true. It's true. Like, if it doesn't drop to zero, it's because of something else like the art or, you know, like Portal, I would replay because of the world and all that stuff, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So it's like, yeah, it's like the complete diametric opposite of that. It's like there's, it's like anti-richness, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's nothing left here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, and what, what I would say is that like when you're describing that richness, what I hear you saying is something that like, 
these things have like truth or meaning in them like they're in some way like real or like deep or or, or valuable or, or real or true you know like that mm -hmm. kind of thing but yeah i don't know so that's like maybe that's a conversation for another day but like i yeah. agree with that there's a value in that yeah, no, totally. This has been really awesome. Uh, uh, I think this is probably a pretty good place to stop it. We're a little over an hour now. Um, Thank yeah, thanks so much for doing this. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely do this again um, soon. I think it's I think it's really good. I think we are we have like we've talked about before, like we have we speak the same language and we yeah. are want to make the same kinds of things. So it's really nice that we can just die like. I don't think I think that this show never gets as deep and nitty gritty as when you're on this show. Like, I think that that's when. So I hope I hope it's not too alienating. I like people. I hope people can at home can like follow what we're saying. Uh, it's hard for me to know. But um, yeah. uh, I do think it's really good that to have that. Uh, so thank you. Thanks so much for doing it. Absolutely. This was really, really fun.